time is 1.36 and you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Sadia Usmani. Now, Valentine's Day is just 10 days away. And if this year you have decided to propose to your beloved, then you might be thinking about investing in a diamond. Now, majority of women love them. I do. But when you actually think of buying one, do we really know enough about what to look for? Well, my next guest is someone I ended up chatting to recently as I popped into his shop in TST. Francis Law was a, was super helpful, so I thought others might benefit from his tips. And it would have been great to have him in the studio, but with the current restrictions, he joins me on the phone. So let me just say good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Francis. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's lovely to have you there. Now, I popped into your place, which is called, uh, tell me your the name, it's uh, Jewelry, Timeless Jewelry Creations, right? Yes, that's and correct. So, so now, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself. Your family has been involved uh, with diamonds for, what, about 30 years, you said? Yes, um, so my background is coming from a jewelry family mm -hmm. so diamond and jewelry has always have a special connection to me i grew up fiddling with um, jade bracelets and uh, that sort of thing mm -hmm. uh, but the last 10, 10 years i'm able to express my vision of jewelry for my own shop in chim Cho, which i'm very um, happy with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i mean for you you know if your family is there was that just something that you learned about over time because you were just surrounded by it um, at first, I didn't really show any interest in jewellery when I was younger. Um, when I was in New Zealand, I, I was more into the automobile industry. Right. But when I came back, um, as I grew older, I found that there is actually, I've learned a lot while I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So I, it's sort of like a, a destiny or sort of thing that it connects me to back to the jewellery business that in 10 years ago or 12 years ago, I would never thought I would go back to. So it's quite interesting mm. okay so now i mean i suppose valentine's the, the february as a month in terms of people wanting to do you find that you know on seasons february gets busy people are thinking about proposing on valentine's day uh definitely because um usually in the christmas and uh new year's time and valentine's day is usually the peak season for um, proposing, I guess all guys <laughs> wanted to have one less day to remember, so uh, they picked the most popular day to to do the proposal. Uh -huh. And I guess it's a very romantic day, so it's a lovely day to remember. Absolutely. Now, you know, as I said, you know, majority of women love diamonds. Now, but there, you know, when you walk through Hong Kong, there are so many jewelry shops, so many diamonds just kind of staring out at you. So, if somebody is thinking of proposing and they're going to go out now. How do we start, you know, when buying a diamond, what, what are we looking for? What, what, how should we start? What's, what's the first step? I guess, um, I guess most people will start off with Googling it. But mm -hmm. um, for me, it's a very complicated one because uh, I could probably go for hours on this topic. But <laughs> in simple terms, I would say look for a specialist who is willing to show and teach you the technique and understand what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Because um, after all, um, jewellery and diamonds, it's not just specs on the certification um, and it's not like computer parts which could almost explain themselves through specs mm -hmm. so uh, i would say go and talk to someone which you trust or your family and friends or maybe myself that that is willing to show you without any pressuring you to make a purchase 
Yeah, yeah, because that's a really difficult part of it, isn't it? That if you do go in somewhere, then at the end of it, they just want to sell you something, but you don't really get the details as to what this is all about. So if it was kind of like a, a little bit of an idiot's guide to diamonds, what are, what are the kind of basic things we should be looking for? I guess um, for, for me, buying a diamond, it's a balancing of a few things, mm -hmm. uh, basically the weight, the yeah. color and the clarity. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's so much more to it. But in simple terms, I would say these are the balancing. So uh, have your budget set on what you are willing to spend and what you want it to provide. And then basically the specialist would um, basically go from there and arrange the scale. Basically, higher colors, lower clarity or uh, bigger size, this mm -hmm. sort of thing. Basically, it's it's moving the the graph to balance it, to find it, find out exactly what sort of stone you need, because everyone has a slight different um, taste, mm -hmm. I guess. Most mm -hmm. local Asian would want something in higher color. Mm -hmm. um, might not be so necessary in terms of the clarity, um, but they want size and color. That would okay. be their preference. Okay. And yes, but everyone is different. Like yeah. my older generation, like my parents, when they were in the business, people look for very high clarity. Right. They don't really care about the size or the color, but the, the clarity has to be very, very high. So when you say the clarity, when you say the clarity, it's that sort of um, how clear it is in terms of how shiny it is or how how you can see it, see through it almost, uh, right? Uh, it's a combination of things. Mm -hmm. I would say it's um, depending how much inclusion it has within the stone. Right. Um, so the less it is, it will block less of the lights that is going through it and reflecting internally. Okay, okay, all right. Yes, so that does have an effect, but also the, the cutting of the stone also have an effect on how, how shiny it is, how brilliant it is. Right, so it's worth doing a little bit of, certainly as you said, you know, Googling and checking before you say pop in and have some background idea as to what you're looking for, right? I, I think so. I guess most people will, but mm. I guess the only problem or differences it might be is the actual stone compared to what, what is on the certificate and on Google is quite different. Right. Because after all, the computer is two-dimensional. Yeah. And on the certificate, they can only show you that there is an inclusion on certain area and mm. what type it is. Mm -hmm. But the angle of the inclusion and the color of the inclusion, it doesn't show on the certificate. So, okay. say example, a common inclusion called the feather, a feather, which is basically like a feather of a bird. Okay. Um, it could be uh, like a mirror, which is reflecting, which is great. Uh -huh. Or it could be um, matte in matte color, which is quite um, visible in terms of um, looking at it. So that would affect the price as well. Mm. But on the certificate, it will only show a red line. Right. Okay, so there's quite a lot of detail there. Also, um, now, you know, what would you suggest? Like, Because obviously there's so many jewelers. You can go and see diamond rings and stuff everywhere, right? But quite a few people, and, and you, when I had a chat with you, you suggested too that actually it's probably better for you to buy the stone and then the actual design of the ring you can sort out later. But the most important part of it initially is the stone, right? So how many people are actually doing that from scratch or compared to say just buying a ring ready-made from a shop i guess um it depends on the price of the stone mm -hmm. and also it, it depends on what sort of target audience they have mm -hmm. for myself i mainly um deal with the local um retailers 
So they have more time in terms of um, sourcing the stone and finding the right fit of the ring, the right design of the ring. Mm-hmm. But instead, um, a lot of shops say uh, maybe some chain uh, chain brand, which they have a hundred shops mainly targeting tourism or uh, people that are in a hurry. Mm-hmm. They would get basically almost everything because that's how you get the customer to off, yeah. make the purchase because yeah. it's ready to go. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that's that's the main difference. And are young couples, what are young couples generally doing these days? What do you find, majority of them? Do they come to you to actually have it made from scratch or are they happy just to buy one off the shelf? Um, I think, the, like like, my, like I said, I think most of my customers are quite happy to go through the whole experience. Okay, that's quite nice too, per- yeah. Yeah. yeah, just making a purchase is very, um, how, how should I say, it's very material, materialism. Mm. But having, knowing that, that what you are exactly buying and um, knowing you spend time to make the right purchase for your loved one, I guess that's that's quite nice. Of, yeah. There's a story to tell. Sure, and, and, and you do it together, that's right. Yes, and, and basically after spending an hour or two, two, three hours with me, they will have the basic knowledge of using the equipment and knowing what to look for. Oh, and I would, let, I would just let them do the decision themselves. That's good. You're giving them a crash course at the same time then, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, yeah. um, you know, when people go to buy a diamond, you know, obviously it's, it's a big investment. Now, people always sort of say, oh, you know, is this going to, can I sell it again in a number of years? Will I make money from it? So, you know, do diamonds depreciate in price? You know, if you decide to sell them, you know, 10 years time or if the marriage doesn't work and you decide to get rid of it. But, you know, do they depreciate in price? How, how does it work? I, I guess it's a tricky one too. Mm-hmm. I would say it's like a little bit like stock market. Yeah. If, you buy it at the right, if you buy the right stock at the right price yes. and holding it not long enough, you should be able to make your money back. Yeah. Because, um, say, example, in 2021, um, diamond have gone up in price for oh. like 30, 40%. Wow. But um, there is also a phase or a period of time that uh, diamond have reduced in price. Mm-hmm. But I think the good thing is because you're, you, when you're buying, you should be buying something that you like, that you're happy to wear mm. it for a, a long period of time. Not to look at and the investment of it, just to say that you like the thing and you are going to enjoy it and not yes, look at that price. Yeah. After holding it long enough, you should be able to get your money back. But I after see. all, like shops like myself and any other jeweler have a habit of eating as well. So we do need to make some money for our friends <laughs> yes. and our overheads and stuff. So um, you can't really just buy it and sell it the next day and expect it to, yeah. to make money out of it. But holding it long enough and you should be able to get your money back. That's interesting. Now, can I just ask, actually, um, like, where are, you know, in Hong Kong, where are the majority of the diamonds coming from? Where, which country, whereabouts, or, you know, there's obviously people do synthetic diamonds and stuff to lab-grown ones, but the ones that are around, where are they generally coming from? I would say uh, Hong Kong is pretty much a a jewellery and a diamond hub. Mm -hmm. So most of our diamonds come from um, Katish, from India or Belgium okay. or China, that mm-hmm. they do a lot of the manufacturing, right. depending on certain size or uh, certain cuttings. But um, mainly from, say, Belgium, India, China would be most of the um, stones coming from, and, and US, right. which is a big diamond hub as well. They, basically, they would just ship around their stock 
for buyers. So it's quite an interesting business as mm, well. Yeah, it sounds amazingly interesting. I'd love to do it for a short time, you know. Um, so now, um, the other thing I was going to ask you about is now you have your diamond, for instance, and people may have lovely diamonds from when they got married and engaged and stuff like that. And lately, you know, with the pandemic, we are constantly, I mean, these diamonds stay in our hands and we are constantly washing our hands. We're constantly putting sanitizer. How do you look after your diamond? That's a very good point. Um, I would say that the easiest way is to wear it with, uh, into the shower with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, soap it, let it soak in hot water, mm-hmm. and just clean it with um, a toothbrush, oh. like on top of the side, on okay. the table side, and on the pavilion side. It's safe to because, do that, uh, is it? To do that? It, it won't it get loose or anything? Just, no, it, it shouldn't. Um, a, a diamond should not come loose uh, without any um, external impact. Say, if you constantly knock it against furnitures or maybe watches. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is the potential that the prawns are weakened because mm-hmm. they are made of usually in 18 karat gold or in platinum, mm-hmm. which is which will get damaged or get worn out eventually. So I guess it's also a good time when you're cleaning it. Um, you can inspect it under very, very gentle, very, very gentle thoughts. I have to stress it very carefully. Um, to check if there's any uh, rotation of the stone or any movement it's of the stone. Loose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's usually the first sign of um, the stone getting um, loose or out of position. If that's the case, get it checked by your jeweler um, to see if they need to get it reset or strengthen the prongs, which is potentially um, weakened through um, daily wear and tear. Mm. But usually, I mean, um, just clean it, cleaning it with hot water, with soap and uh, uh, a fine toothbrush would do the trick. Yeah. And, and you know, all these um, alcohol-based sanitizers and stuff, are they, you know, for jewellery and stuff, even for gold and things, is that, are they okay? Like, should you try and give them a wipe afterwards or something? Or do you generally you think this pretty hardy stuff, it doesn't really get affected? I think diamond is totally fine. Because yeah. diamond itself, it's quite so hard, yeah. to alcohol. Sometimes they, they soak it in to get um, the very um, tricky dirt or stains out of it mm-hmm. and uh, diamonds is, is fiercely sticky to oil there's mm-hmm. an old trick that uh, old diamond seller or retailers would check if there is a real diamond it's oh, basically okay. rubbing the diamond against your face or your forehead and see if it sticks to a, to, to a mirror mm-hmm. uh, if it sticks it is a real diamond because diamond is really uh, attracted to oil so fingerprints anything that would basically uh, gives it uh, extra tint huh? on the stone so Cleaning it regularly would make sure uh, the stone is nice and bright and nice and um, sparkling. Well, I shall have to do that. I have a couple of diamonds here. Okay. And also now, um, you know, once you have, like, you've purchased a diamond and are there recognized bodies where you can check the value of a diamond? Because, you know, I suppose, as you said, like, you know, there are so many places you can go and you're talking face to face. You might be pressurized. So is there somewhere where you can go online or whatever just to check, you know, what your diamond, given all the spec, would be worth? And you're not getting think, ripped off in any way or anything like that. Yes. Um, in, in the modern uh, modern age of Internet, um, the information is so um, easily accessed. So basically, mm. you can just um, check your stones uh, with what the market is like. But like I said, because every stone, even at the same spec, at the yeah, same color, at the same weight, could, mm. could be very different mm. uh, because of the uh, positioning of or the color of the inclusion. So uh, you can get 
a rough idea of it, but usually the lower the clarity, the bigger the variation in price. Mm-hmm. So um, the most important thing I would say is uh, have a look at it in person and and make sure you understand what you're buying. And if you look at a certain clarity or certain stones uh, for like 10 pieces or five pieces, you should be able to tell which one is in a better quality or which mm-hmm. one is less Mm. quality then you just justify yourself to see if the price makes sense it's like buying a painting i guess it's more like that than buying a computer which you could basically compare apple to apple and and it's quite i suppose you know now as you're explaining it and you've said there's a set procedure and things like that if you were given a little bit of a crash course as to what to look for then you will have some insight you will have some understanding of it before you make that purchase right yes yeah Great. Okay. Well, Francis, can I just ask you, have you, uh, are you married? Have you, did you give a diamond to your wife or fiance, whatever? And what? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm married for seven years. Okay. And, and was uh, it a surprise? Uh, I, I did, I did propose, uh, with, uh, and not, not as ordinary stone. I proposed with a Marquis diamond, Ooh. which is like a different shape. Usually people locally propose with a round diamond as mm-hmm. the first diamond, mm-hmm. but because I am the expert, so I get to, <laughs> get to buy whatever I want. And for myself, Marquis Diamond is one of my, my favorite, favorite um, shape. It's just absolutely stunning. So what kind of shape uh, is that then? What's, what, what, how do you define the shape of it? Marquis, um, there is actually a story to it, but I guess we don't have much no, time no, for me to tell ahead. the story. So I, we're it's, okay. it's basically, oh, imagine uh, a lip of uh of a princess uh-huh. it's basically how it looks like so oh. two sharp edges on the side oh. and oh, that's the story come from it's uh, i think it's called because one of the uh, prince in france um deliberately made this shape to propose oh well you are a romantic soul francis thank <laughs> you thank you very much and obviously she said yes because you know you've been there <laughs> you've been together <laughs> yes. now for a while francis thank you so much for all your expertise here and um if so anyone's obviously you. you know you can go to my facebook page and look at the details and things like that but uh thank you ever so much and um i hope that people sort of come forward and make the right choices <laughs> we'll yep, talk again so thank you very much bye-bye thank you bye-bye. happy new year bye-bye happy new year to you too